Guru Nation, welcome to episode 393 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I talk about side businesses, creating additional streams of revenue for yourself without, and here's the best part about this whole thing, without actually spending more time on identifying what these things are because you do them every day in your day-to-day job in clinical research. So this one uh, is really like business-minded, but for everyone in the industry, for business owners, contractors, as well as employees. Uh, I know a lot of you guys have been requesting similar things to this, and I actually did a video on my Patreon about this, a shorter one, where I interviewed a realtor friend of mine, and we are creating a um, real estate academy. So always look for ancillary ways to make money from what you're already doing. There are ancillary things that will also generate revenue. You just have to see the opportunity first and then tweak it so that you can create a business model around it. So I do that on my Patreon all the time, but this is like one that kind of overlapped between Patreon and my regular podcasts. Uh, But definitely go check out my Patreon. It's only five bucks a month, monthly mastermind and weekly videos on business development, real estate, investing, digital marketing, all these things. So if you like this episode, you'll like the Patreon because it's all that all the time. On this show, I got to do mostly clinical research, but a lot of times business bleeds into it. But on Patreon, it's all the time. With that being said, enjoy the show. Text me that you're paying attention, 949-415-6256. Drop me a line, say hi. Check out all the other stuff we have in the show notes. We help sites get studies. We help people become CRCs. We help people become CRAs. We have different kinds of academies, site owners, all kinds of stuff. So check out all the links in the show notes and enjoy this episode. Guru Nation, welcome back to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. This is Dan Sfera. I just, this podcast episode, I'm actually going to do one on... um, I'm going to do a lot more podcasts in the next week or so on your questions that you send. So send them to dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com or you can text them to me 949-415-6256 or send them to me on Instagram or LinkedIn. All the links are underneath in the show notes here and underneath the YouTube video. Um, But this one is a question I got that uh, is from a CRA, and I've been getting a lot of these kind of questions lately, probably since even before the pandemic, but just people, primarily CRAs, but it could be this video will apply to anybody in the industry. Um, You know, how they can do other things to monetize, like to add additional revenue streams. And for those of you who don't know, I have a really cool thing on Patreon. I don't talk about it enough. Patreon.com slash Dansfera. It costs five bucks a month, but included in that every month there is a monthly mastermind where it's like a meetup between me and you and all the other patrons in the community. Uh, And we talk about your goals, what you're doing to accomplish them, things like that. So I highly recommend you check it out. I also include one video per week that I don't put here on YouTube that's just for Patreon on 
business, on social media, on digital marketing, on entrepreneurship, investing, all kinds of stuff that's not really related to research. But at the end of the day, because you're in research, it is related to research because it's related to research through you. So today's video podcast is not only inspired by the question I got from a viewer, but it's inspired by um, a Patreon video that I did today. So you'll see me with the same outfit on with Joey Finro, who's my realtor buddy. And we're doing a real estate course. Um, and so I'll explain why he's doing it. And then all this video will, and podcast will also explain how all of the businesses that the clinical trials guru and now DSCS, uh, put out like people always ask well you have so many companies so what are you doing well they didn't just happen overnight they happen because I'm paying attention to what the market's asking for and this is what this podcast is going to be about and it could be it could apply to literally anyone in the industry you can be an employee you can be a business owner you can be none of the above and just want to be one of those two it applies to everybody so again go to patreon.com slash links are underneath here five bucks a month you won't be disappointed um now okay now for Whatever it is that you do, let's go back to this person's question. Whether you are a CRA or whether you are a coordinator, uh, but let's go with this person's question that they are a CRA and they want to know how they can, um, in addition to their daily job, how they can earn more revenue doing other things. And again, I'm not an attorney. I'm not going to go through your employment agreement. There are employers out there that have clauses in your employment agreement that you will not work for anyone else. Uh, I don't know if that includes yourself and every state is different. Every state has different rules and laws against employment contracts and sometimes these things are not enforceable but they're in contracts. It gets complicated but let's assume that you don't have to worry about an employment agreement or you don't even care. All right, because there's a lot of people that are in those two boats. All right, so let's say you're a CRA because this is this person's question. You're monitoring every day. Maybe you have three site visits per week. You're traveling to sites. You're driving to sites. You're flying to sites. You're doing monitoring visits, and you're also, uh, you know, doing your reports and sending it to your lead CRA. All the stuff we talk about in the CRA Academy. All the stuff that we actually do in our CRO, DSCS CRO, you're doing those things. Now, how does that person come up with another way, another idea for a new revenue stream in addition to what they're already doing? Now, the average millionaire, why is this important? Because the average millionaire, and again, this is not a business podcast or business YouTube channel, you go to my Patreon for that, but the average millionaire has seven, I believe last time I checked, seven streams of income different income. They could all be in the same industry, all right? Preferably there you have some other industries in there as well, but they could all come from the same industry. Like right now mine outside of my stocks and other investments like real estate and some of the real estate work I do, some of the realtor work I do, all my streams of revenue come from research but they don't come from the same place in research. So it's still 
seven or eight different streams the average the average millionaire has that okay so that's that's really your goal if you only have one meaning you only have a paycheck or you only have a site that does just studies you need to get to work on figuring this out and it's not that hard so let's go back to the example of the CRA she's monitoring going to sites three times a week traveling dealing with EDCs, dealing with IWS, educating sites, training sites, educating sponsors sometimes. Uh, so this is what this person's doing, okay? Maybe even networking with Socra or going to like a few conferences a year, right? This is your typical CRA. This is what they do. Now, just look at all the things that I just mentioned, okay? Training staff at the site level. Checking... Um, queries and things like that okay so what is that that's quality control and that is education and training that's two things I mentioned that every CRA does that's their job those two things are two separate business streams that you could theoretically make you can have a training company just like we do our CRA Academy I know a lot of CRAs out there that have different kinds of academies you can have a training Academy you can have a boutique um, consulting agency that works with sites on helping them look at their QA and, and helping them get better prepared for sponsor audits and FDA audits I know many series that do that you can have um, a consulting firm kinda like we do DSCS where you help sites get more studies okay you can you can have one where you help sites negotiate budgets although series don't really negotiate budgets so I won't put that in there but you should learn this is why you always should be learning and why you should become a generalist in this space so look at just those few things that I mentioned and I'm not even thinking outside the box or getting creative at all okay at the site level you can create two separate businesses for sites okay so you have sites and you can do this either locally or nationally okay or if you can do it virtually you can do it internationally training sites sites need lots of training what trainings do they need well you as a CRA should be best equipped to answer that question because you're going to sites all the time you're writing these monitoring reports the problem with most CRAs is that we have and I'm a CRA too we have our blinders on when we're at the site so we're not thinking about other things we're thinking about completing a report and that's it now I think the reason why I saw these other things or I started noticing these other things in my day job is because of this YouTube channel and people like you who watch and ask questions so your questions would actually reinforce the issues that I see when I'm working on the site or when I'm monitoring on the site I see the pain points because your questions are often the same pain points or issues that I'm actually seeing out in the field so it's just reinforcing what I already see maybe it's just subconscious so then it comes out hey maybe there's a business here enter the CRA Academy enter the fact that we do site consulting services where we help sites get studies negotiate budgets create source docs do the QA for them so look at those two things that every CRA can do right there teach other people how to be CRAs Okay, and by the way, you don't have to do all these. These are just ideas. And there's there's millions of ideas. That's the thing about business is that there's no limit. And so far, I'm only talking about CRAs 
marketing different services to sites. We can do a whole lot of other stuff here as well. So those two things, helping sites and training other people to be CRAs. Now, as a CRA, I know in my four years or five years of being a full-time, or not a full-time, but a actual CRA, like not just for my own CRO, but for other CROs now and sponsors as well and consultant and advisor and all that stuff, I have actually been asked by sponsors in numerous cases to do more than just monitor the site. I've been asked to train them, the sponsor, on what they should be doing in certain situations. So that's a whole nother revenue stream, which by the way is a huge one, which is sort of what evolved DSCS CRO. Because the CRO for us came last. Like, first thing I did was did my sites. Then I did this YouTube channel, uh, which didn't monetize anything really. But it attracted me to, like I said, people asking questions, feedback. And then it reinforced what I saw in the field as well. So um, then we started the CRA Academy. Then the site services then the CRO, then the CRC Academy. So all these things created because there were pain points that we've identified and created revenue streams. And now I think even quicker, like I, I somehow, because I've been doing this so long, I've learned how to spot opportunities faster now. And here's a key um, uh, trick for anyone who's struggling to find opportunities is problems. Problems are actually opportunities in disguise. So if you're a CRA, you go to sites, what's the main problems that you see? That's a business. I guarantee you if that site's dealing with it, 100 other sites are dealing with it. Okay, That's a business stream. Or you're, what have you helped sponsors with? What have your either your lead CRA or your sponsors that you're contracting with, what have uh, what have they asked you to do that you saw, okay, there's a disconnect between what the sponsor thinks about how the study should be run versus what the site needs to be doing and then how the CRA plays into that. That's another business line right there. That's another stream of revenue and that's how our DSCS CRO evolved, right? Because of all the trainings I've been doing with sponsors. And by the way, sponsors want all kinds of stuff now. I mean, they want to know how can they enroll more patients in studies. They want to know how they can enroll more minorities into studies. They want to know how they can get more patients from rural areas into studies. Then there's this whole other world of virtual trials. So that's like 10 revenue streams right there from the site side, from the sponsor side. Now, what about the CRO side? What are what, what do CROs constantly uh, compete with other CROs for? Good CRAs, right? So what if you can create a business somehow where you recruit really good CRAs to different CROs. So like a marketing agency or, or a, um, a recruiter agency, a job recruiter agency. So that's another revenue stream you can do as a CRA. Now, what about all the tools? Maybe you're, you're, you're tech inclined. What about all the tools that you see? eSource, EDC, IWRS, e EKG portals, all these things. Like you can try to find a way to make this process more streamlined. And I know many CRAs 
who have created um, CROs, of course, but tech companies too. Like I know many that created their own vendors in this industry and are still doing their monitoring, by the way, but they also have like an EDC or Raymond, who wasn't a CRA, but the guy who owns, and he's, he's been on the podcast numerous times, the guy who owns clinicalresearch.io, Creo, uh, Raymond was a site director, and we're going to get to the sites next, what do you do if you're at the site level. I think there's even more opportunities at the site level to generate different streams of revenue. But uh, Raymond was a site owner, site director, he still is, by the way, but he saw a pain point with the fact that paper source was inefficient. So he created one of the best e-source platforms there is right now in clinical research. We use them, Creo. So always look for ancillary businesses. And you know what the thing, the interesting thing about these things is that you don't need to do any extra work really to identify them. You just need to be more attuned to what you're doing. Like not just looking at your day-to-day job, if that's important, you got to do that because you're directly monetizing that activity, but also opening up your eyes and seeing problems and seeing trends and figuring out, okay, this is obviously a problem that must be going on at different sites. I'm only seeing it at these sites, but there's 100,000 sites in the country, or I don't know how many sites there are in the country. Uh, so, you know, what's the issues there? You're going to start spotting trends. At academic medical centers, when I go monitor, these are the issues. At private sites with three clinicians or less, these are the problems. At larger private sites with five to ten clinicians, these are the problems. At hospitals, these are the... You're going to start picking these things up if you're paying attention. If you're just focused on getting your report done, that's it. I mean, you'll get your report done. Congrats, you did your job. But if you want to look for additional revenue streams, you got to start looking at the ancillary business opportunities. And you don't have to take away from your current job to identify these things because in the process of working on your current job, you're going to find these things. So again, this is why it's so important I think to be a generalist, everybody starts as a specialist, but really to be a generalist means you can solve multiple problems for different stakeholders at the site level, at the sponsor level, at the CRO level, at the vendor level, lots of opportunities there. Okay. So for a CRA, I just gave you a bunch of new ways to monetize. Uh, Obviously, if you're a W2 and you want to do all this, you're, you're ambitious and your employment agreement is very restrictive in regards to this, then put in your two to five years that you need and then become a contract CRA where you're just doing it. You're you're a freelancer. You'll get paid more. It's a little riskier, but you'll get paid more, but you'll be free to do these things. Okay. These, these other building these other revenue streams. Now it's riskier of course, to quit your job. So you can start building these revenue streams now while you're at your current job. And then when the time is right, maybe you can make the move. Um, you'll know when the time is right because you just won't be able to keep up anymore with the demands. And then you'll have to go contract route. <clears throat> so as a CRA, that's the best ways, I think, to monetize in addition to what you're doing without really spending much more time identifying. You're going to spend more time working on the solutions, but to identify the problems and opportunities, 
you should be doing that during your day-to-day -day job anyways because any problem you come across chances are that's a problem that at least 10 other sites that you can connect with easily would probably pay you for okay so there's that there's training there's helping sites get started with studies there's helping sites manage their studies um, there's training sponsors there's training other CRAs uh, there's looking for other CRAs and sending them to different sponsors and CROs that want to recruit them. And then there's patient recruitment. And patient recruitment really like comes at the site level. Okay. And so the next the next part of this podcast is going to be for site owners or people that work at sites, maybe employees. What can you do to create different revenue streams? So if you're a coordinator and you're an employee, much the same as your CRA colleagues that I just mentioned, you should be looking for problems within uh, your your workflow, your day-to-day -day workflow. Because, and by the way, there's more problems, the problems are much more visible at the site level, I think, because there's just much more can go wrong at the site level. So you're going to get, and plus at the site level, you have the benefit of interacting with the patients, the doctors, and the um and the vendors and then the sponsors and CROs and CRAs. See at the CRA level all you're doing is working with the sites, sponsors and the vendors. But here at the site level you get the patients, you've got the physicians, you've got the community, you get more of the vendors and it's a different perspective as well. CRAs deal with IRBs just like coordinators do but different, different perspective. Same with the IWRS and EDC and the source. CRAs deal with all, and CRAs and CRCs deal with both of those things, but from different angles. So if you're at the site level, that's something you can be doing is looking at the problems and figuring out, okay, what's the opportunity here? Uh, and if you are comfortable with who you work for, you can go to your boss, who's probably the owner of the site, and bring it up to them and say, hey, I've discovered a new revenue stream here. I mean, we're 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 turning down all these uh, phase one contracts, but we can contract with this hospital here, and I've negotiated, or I can negotiate the the lease for for the bed space, and we can start doing phase one studies, and then after that, we can start doing CRO type of stuff, or maybe so that's vertical integration, or maybe you're gonna you're gonna talk to your boss and say, look, I know we're doing really well in our market here, but we should go 20 miles that way to that other town, because this is the opportunity there, and we need to build start building a site network, or maybe it's something along the lines of virtual trials. Hey. We're a site. We need, we want to be ahead of the game. We want to be ahead of the curve. So we want to start doing virtual trials ourselves, and you become more of a vendor. Remember, by 2024, the majority of clinical trial budgets and and spending is going to go to vendors, not sites, not CROs. They're going to go to vendors, like tech vendors, virtual trial vendors. So if you're at a site. These are the pain points. Another big pain point is patient recruitment, getting patients. Another big pain point is getting physicians to join your network. Another big pain point is getting more studies. Another big pain point is SOPs, quality. 
how if you end up having four sites how do you ensure the quality is the same at each one how do you ensure the SOPs are being followed building systems all these things I just mentioned are additional revenue streams for you if you work at a site and if you own the site obviously vertically integrating horizontally integrating meaning you're becoming like your so vertical integration is you're becoming a different type of your competitor sorry horizontal integration is you're becoming a dip, uh, more of your of, of your business is is just replicating that's horizontal integration you're either acquiring so if you're a site you're either acquiring another site or you're creating your own other site that's that's horizontal integration vertical integration is if you're a site that does phase two but now you want to do phase one okay or you're a site that does phase one through four but now you want to also be a CRO or an SMO or a site network mixed with a CRO that's vertical integration and then you get to the sponsor level horizontal integration is more of the same but also horizontal integration is the vendors in the space so you're a site but uh, you also want to build like an e-source like Raymond did that would be a horizontal integration okay it's a th that that e-source is a service provider to the site not a customer of the site or not a different type of site so those are the things you need to look at if you're a site owner because virtual trials is coming technology is coming obviously it's not I don't think it's going to replace sites but there are so many pain points at the site level it's unbelievable and those are all opportunities for different revenue streams so we talk about a lot of this stuff on my patreon definitely go check it out i think it's worth the five bucks a month just for the mass uh, the monthly mastermind and the weekly videos on how to use social media i mean what are you watching this on what are you listening to uh, this on okay this is how people find you now in 2020 so we talk about that in the patreon as well but basically social media needs to be part of your strategy no matter who you are that just listen to this because that's where just like me i mean just like me when i started my youtube channel yeah i knew what the pain points were but i wasn't thinking too much because i had my blinders on and i was too focused on solving that particular problem i didn't have the time to see okay that's an opportunity i probably did subconsciously but then i started making videos about my problems and then you guys started emailing me and texting me and saying hey you know i have this issue too and that's when it reinforced that okay i'm not the only one that's having this problem business opportunity revenue stream so, so social media is super important i don't care what it is instagram youtube podcast tiktok linkedin i recommend you have all of them okay and if you want to learn how to do this better my patreon channel but just know that should be integrated into this whole process all right so hopefully this video helps a little bit tomorrow i'm going to get to another uh, really good question that i had from another uh listener this time and we're going to get that one up there as well so good luck everybody take care see the problems as opportunities bye bye so hey everybody thank you very much for listening to another episode of random musings from the clinical trials guru again if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to this podcast make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind please 
Uh, and also go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, you can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.